Welcome to episode 150 of the Campus Comics Cast, where we promise there will be no fake pregnancies for any of the male members of the podcast. My name is Scott Reed, and I am joined on this episode by... Mike Atchison. And Chad Schubert. And of course, this is the Campus Comics Cast, the official podcast for Muddy Monster Comics, located at 1422 Walnut Street in Murfreesboro, Illinois. And I guess we're going to talk about some real news, because I almost talked about fake news, because I saw one headline, so we won't even go any further on that. <laughs> but want to do a big congratulations to Angela Bassett for winning the Golden Globe as the, what is it, Best Supporting Actress. Yes. And this is actually the first Marvel Golden Globe in any actual acting category. I think they've got some special effects oh, yeah. and music before, but this is the actual first actor or actress to be awarded a Golden Globe, and maybe sometimes the Golden Globes lead into Oscars, right? So um, you guys have any thoughts on uh, on Angela Bassett getting this win? Just that it's well-deserved. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean... Both, I mean, both movies she had great performance in, and so it's it's good to see it recognized. And yeah, it's a it's a big win for the the comic book movie for sure. Yeah, so take that, Martin <laughs> Scorsese. What do you know? <laughs> All right. Well, this is our. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about, um, I don't know. Do we talk about the Joker's pregnancy? Do you guys even care about I don't that? Know what, you, what are you talking about? Oh, you haven't heard about this. I don't okay, think so. Yeah. I, this is this is the ridiculous outrage. Is it real? Is it no, real? No. I was going to say I seen somebody put it on. I couldn't find any real uh, no. context to the. The, the social media post i'm like and it was somebody that was totally outraged they were yes oh uh, no so all it is it's an eight page backup story i can't remember what book it's actually in eight page backup story and what happens is the joker swallows like apparently swallows a massive amount of mud and he gets a big giant belly so now people have picked one panel from the comic and they talk <laughs> about the pregnant Joker and all the ridiculous stuff. He, you know, he goes into a doctor and does all this kind of stuff, but this is all over a, an eight page backup story. And it's the Joker. You can't take into account anything that he experiences anyway. <laughs> you know, he's that unreliable narrator ca type character. Right. Yeah. So it's, and it's just, yeah, it's just, you'll, you'll see this online. It's just, it's just, nonsense but <laughs> it's it's anyway unfortunately i couldn't even respond to the person that posted it because his outrage was it was purely political yeah uh, and i couldn't really respond to it without being you know i didn't you know it was just you just don't respond to crap like that <laughs> right yeah but <laughs> it's not like a, a plot okay so even like let's take this a, a, a step further there was an episode of the blacklist where, okay, and that's real, you know, authentic as well. But in this episode of The Blacklist, this guy, he was, there was like somebody who was like a, um, they were a, a, a pro-abortion person, right? So what they did is they uh, kidnapped and implanted men with uh, artificial uh, artificial uteruses and then impregnated them and then provided them with a medical hookup so that there was a way that they could keep the child alive, right? If they would just for nine months would actually keep taking this medication, <laughs> right? And it was, I mean, it was so, yeah, it's not like this quote unquote concept, 
has never been used before in any other media. I think <laughs> what even Arnold Schwarzenegger had a movie one time. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. So anyway. Mr. Mom. What, or, no, that was, that no, was Michael no, Keaton. That was Michael Keaton. Yeah. It's yeah. called Nine Months. I don't remember. I don't think I that ever might saw be it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> but anyway, all right. Let's talk about previews instead of that nonsense. Get some comics, so, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So let's jump into DC, which is the one one thing I have actually have page numbers for. Now I'm gonna nit, nitpick first. Imagine that. So mm. I'm going to page one of the catalog. Okay. All right. Actually, I take that back. I'm going to page two of the catalog. Oh, we're gonna skip page one. Well, I I don't. Do you want to talk about page one? I want to talk about page two first, and then we can come okay. back to page one. All right. All right. So they've got this big ad on pages two and three. Dawn of DC 2023, forging the future one hero at a time. <laughs> All right. And they show this timeline, and the first spot on the timeline is Superman. Of course, the, you would catch this. Yeah. The second spot on the timeline is Doom Patrol. But the third spot on the timeline is Green Lantern and Green Arrow. Now, I'm okay at math, but I count two heroes there, <laughs> not one hero. And then the fourth spot on the timeline is Batman, Captain Marvel, and Hawkman. Now, I, again, you can question my math skills, but I count three, not one. So, I don't know, this is, like, not great marketing on their part, you know? So, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I mean... It, I didn't really pay attention to that. I didn't really catch that. I first I was trying to figure out of all the announcements. I know that there was a Doom Patrol book. It's just a, it's just a limited series too, so it's not like a a huge deal. But I wasn't sure that that symbol was Doom Patrol. But now I can see the. Yes. Okay. I actually, until I got later in the catalog and saw that series, I did not have Same. any idea what that was for. It's like I see it obviously yeah. now. But man, when I first looked at that, right. I was like, I don't know who that is. And the, the other big yeah. thing is, where's Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but Wonder Woman needs to be there, you know, either in, you know, one incarnation of the DC universe. She was pre-Superman, right? And then in others, she's been post. So, I, you know, it's I, Wonder Woman should for, should for sure be on this timeline. But yeah, anyway. And the other thing was the. In the Hawkman, I, I mean, if they're going to come up eventually with a Hawkman series, I'm all for that because Vendetti did a great job with that last one, and it was cut short because it probably wasn't selling well, or because it wasn't Batman. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know what those tentacles are, except they sort of look like Brainiac type discs mm -hmm. on yeah. them. So I don't know if that's a clue. And then you got the Knight K N I G H T. And fades out from there, so that's I guess oh. some other teaser. I don't know what that means. Nighttime or something like that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for where, where it gets dark, right? Yeah. 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 Right. But night is with a K, you know, not just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right. So, what did you want to say about uh, page? Well, one? just on page one, they they announce the the new number ones coming all the way through June, uh, which tie in very much to the the schedule on there. Uh, what's funny is that they released the schedule after our January books have already been solicited. So <laughs> you could tell this may have, they weren't quite sure if they were going to be like doing this and then like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do uh, it. But we, let's do it. we see that we're going to, we're going to get a Superman number one in February. Uh, mm -hmm. March is going to be a new, another new Superman book with adventures of uh, Superman, John Kent, 
the Doom Patrol book and Harley Quinn 28, which I don't know why Harley Quinn 28 stands out specifically as an announcement here. <laughs> Same reason Action Comics 1051 does. <laughs> That's true. Good point. It came out that month. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then next month, we're going to see solicits for it looks like the Green Arrow number one and Superboy Man of Tomorrow number one. May, we're going to get a Batman, the Brave and the Bold number one and a Cyborg number one. And then June, we're going to get the Shazam number one, Penguin number one and Steelworks number one. Uh, which all kind of makes sense to the the kind of the images we see at the bottom of page one, which were on, um, I think there were variant covers maybe for one of the, and I guess on the top of page one, uh, were, were variant covers for one of the books, the future, not future state, but the the last thing that just wrapped up, Lazarus Planet. Yeah. Um, maybe. But yeah. what I don't understand is that, you know, we we, uh, we are getting, there's a little icon for, like you said, the Green Lantern on there. But there's not a Green Green Lantern book that's advertised in this. Oh, you are correct. And same with the Hawkman logo. Mm-hmm. There's not a Hawkman book that's advertised. Mm-hmm. So it seems a little, I don't know, like like once again, maybe they aren't quite sure of what they're doing yet. <laughs> well, and also, I can't imagine that the, when they're thinking about a storyline for the dawn of DC, the Penguin is an important <laughs> character for that. So they are absolutely shoehorning the penguin in there just because it's a number one that's coming out in June. Right. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of. Well, the penguin's silly. dead. So the penguin, you know, according to mm-hmm. Batman, spoilers. Batman, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he gets better. <laughs> that's all I had to say about page okay. one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Either, uh, Mike, you want anything about this for page one? Um, No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh i don't know, page four adventures of john kent all the reason i'm mentioning this you guys can talk about it more we got a possible new character uh it just mentions a mysterious woman uh fighting alongside now could it just be somebody else and they're just not telling us who it is uh but you know i'm going to suspect that we're going to get a new character if they don't cameo in a prior issue to this so Anything to add about this one? Mm-hmm. Didn't the original, didn't Superman, his father, Kal-El, get the electric powers from electric blue. Mm-hmm. Strange Visitor? And she was female. Um, oh, I, you know, I don't remember who electric soups, what was that, Superman, like what, 131? That sounds right, yeah. It seems like Strange Visitor was tied to that. Okay, and it's not 131. Okay. When you say that there's a... A mysterious woman alongside him. Well, that could be, and that wouldn't be a new character, but it would could be a new take on that character. Let's see. Here's the issue. 123. Sorry, I was in the ballpark, but uh, mm-hmm. but not uh, not actually accurate. So 123. Dan Jurgens, Ron Friends, Joe Rubenstein. Let's see if it tells us anything about this issue. <laughs> Why does it say electric blue <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see if I can find a reference to the character that you might be mentioning. I don't see it. So I don't know. Uh, don't know. Let's just move okay. on. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Anything else to add about it? No. No? Okay. All right. You can tell we're throwing professionality right out the door here. Uh, my next it's, thing's on six. We're just casual. We're just That's casual. right. Hey, we're just doing this for fun. So yeah. That's right. Superman number two. Superman number two, right? So why did I ask about why did I mention Superman number two? Uh, New I don't know. New character. New anti-hero, Spirit of Metropolis. Uh, 
Um, now this makes me think probably you should maybe pick up Superman number one because they may just now be mentioning this character that actually showed up in the issue before, True. or at least gets a cameo towards the end of the book. So probably should look out for Superman number two. If you think spirit of Metropolis might be a character to watch in the future. Hey, going back to Donna DC. So yeah. we've got Superman. Uh-huh. Okay. We have action and then we have Superman. That's Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. We have adventures of Superman, which is now Jonathan Kent, mm-hmm. but there's a Superboy. So do we think that is another Jonathan Kent book or do we think that's a Connor Kent book that's going to be coming out? We don't have any info here about it, right? So this right. is pure speculation. What do you guys what do you guys think? Well, I guess it depends on if they if we have two different John Kents in the universe at the moment. Do we have a young a young and an older John Kent? Not or that I'm is aware it, of. Okay, just just the just the one. I'm going to say Connor Kent then. Okay, so you don't think he's just they're just going to give him two books? No, because no. he couldn't even no. hold down one before. Hold on one, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not negative at all. <laughs> it's just the truth. It's just no, the yeah. truth. Truth hurts, right? The truth hurts. He would have been still on action if he could have hold, held down a book. Uh-huh. So <laughs> that's right. So uh, my next thing's on twelve. So what do you guys got before twelve? I've got. I've got on page eight, which, what did you just, what page were you on for that last? Uh, Six. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, on page eight, uh, it's, it's a, looks like it's sort of an out of continuity Superman story, but I would be inclined to buy it because it's, uh, features the team of Christopher Priest and Carlo Pagulayan and it's called Superman lost number one. And uh, I like the idea. It sounds like he was lost in space for 20 years and then he returned back to, Lois in the world and so much had changed no one really knew him he didn't know the world but priest is a pretty good writer and uh mm-hmm. the art looks really I, I can't necessarily identify this uh this guy's art but it, just looking at the ad here it looks really good uh the page right before that page seven which is action comics 1053 uh just another another first appearance of this character called necro hive uh i missed that if people are keeping score on new characters, there's new characters all throughout this dang book. I got month. a few of them, but I guess I just, I just missed them. So usually there's only like two or three. And I, when I had like three, I said, I must've got them all. So. <laughs> oh, hi. What did got you say it. was the first appearance of, uh, the blue Superman? 123 Superman, 120 volume two. I think not the, obviously the first okay. volume of Superman. So, oh. Strange Visitor first appeared in Superman Volume Two, One Forty Nine. Oh. Um, not really making the connection that she had with, but she has the exact same power set, and and I'm not sure what. Mm. I'd, I'd have to go back and read more about it, but there's a synopsis here. I just was skimming it, and it was taking too long for me to skim through it to find anything worthwhile. So I decided I'll just skip it for now, and yeah, maybe we can return <laughs> to that later on. Yeah, so if we need to. So. <laughs> Uh, I got I'm 12. still on 12. Yeah. Oh yeah, 12. 12. There oh, you go. You go ahead. Oh, okay. I I was just gonna mention this is Batman One Bad Day, the Raz Al Ghul number one, uh, which is it is the final Batman mm-hmm. One Bad Day uh, book. Um, and one thing I didn't realize until they've got a collection, I think, in the back is they had, there was something, or maybe I was reading it. They don't do a Joker One Bad Day. And that is because the killing joke oh. is is the is essentially the one bad day for uh, the for Joker. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't put that all together. I don't feel like that was how it was explained when it first came out, but I, as it kind of wraps up, I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Yeah. I, I suspect that they are, these one bad day books aren't selling as well as they had hoped. So <laughs> they're ready to be done with them. And they said, Oh, we didn't do Joker yet. I know. Let's just throw in killing. Shots. Well, from the beginning, they did only have six. Oh, there okay. Was, All right. There well, was, okay. there was six. So they've, they've kept you pretty close correct. to that. But they didn't they didn't ever say there was a tie in or a connection to killing joke at all. Okay. But the fact they didn't touch Joker must mean that they maybe they did actually plan it from the beginning. Well, I think when this started, there wasn't there a Joker book. Oh, that that currently exists like a standalone yeah. book, probably. Yeah. There, maybe. I don't know. So all right. So Shad is Raz Al Ghul. All right. It's Raz. Mike, what are you? Uh, Raz Al Ghul. Did I say Raz? Raz? You, saw, you said Raz. I'm sorry. You Raz, said Raz. Sorry, yeah. All right, Mike, what are you? What's the name? What's the pronunciation? Oh, it's, it's I, I know that Denny O'Neill said Raish, but I say Raz. Okay, so I would and say And he Raish. changed it afterwards. Yeah, I, I, changed, I say Raish Al Ghul <laughs> myself, so. Denny changed it after. He, he, he made that up afterwards. <laughs> well, don't forget, George Lucas doesn't say Hoth. He says Hoth. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something about that not too long ago with like Han and Han and everything. And it was like, well, nobody pronounces everything the exact same here, mm. like on earth. So exactly, yeah, why would sense. it? And I was like, Oh, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> it, it actually makes it better. The fact that there are two different ways to pronounce it. But this actually, I am, I have not picked up any of the other one bad day books, but I am thinking seriously about picking this one up. So especially since it has Tom Taylor as the writer on it, Yvonne mm. race is the art. So, I'm definitely thinking up, about that one. I picked up a couple. I, uh, Riddler and Clayface. But actually, if they were... I, Riddler was good. And if I ever do decide to get them all, I'll probably get it in some collected edition, maybe a hardcover. Uh, my next thing's on 15. Uh, okay. All right, so this one, we actually get a little logo that says new character alert. <laughs> I think this is the only one in the character in the in the catalog, right. at least that I remember seeing. But this is Detective Comics number uh, 1070. All right. And we have a new character here, the Vigil. So new character fans, here you go. Pick up the Vigil in <laughs> Detective Comics 1070. Now, that name sounds familiar to me, though. And I was I thought that maybe this is somebody who was I don't think this this book is like that far behind. Right. I don't think detective is, I think it's been coming out on schedule. So I yeah. just thought I'd, there was like another character called the vigil fairly recently, but I may just be completely misremembering something. It was the Virgil. Uh, 22 is my next thing. I got just quickly on 18 only quickly because I don't really care, but, uh, Harley Quinn 28, which was announced at the beginning of the book, it's a new creative team, so that's, I guess, why it is important. I don't know. I am shocked they are not renumbering a number one just to fit in with that Dawn of DC. I I, I mean, I'm glad they're not. I'm not buying this book, but I'm no. glad they're not. But, man, I just can't believe it. So mm-hmm. I got uh, on page 20 that Doom Patrol we talked about earlier, except mm-hmm. it's got the Marvel-style adjective unstoppable <laughs> doom patrol right. and if you can't beat them join them that's right that's <laughs> that may become reality someday when dc folds and they get bought out 
Um, so, so they've got some of the, you know, the old reliables like Elastigirl and Robot Man and Negative. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, Robot Man and Negative Man. But they've got a, they've got two new characters, at least new to me, and that's Beast Girl, mm-hmm. which is kind of a pink furry, yep. goat horned little thing, and uh. Degenerate. degenerate yeah that's <laughs> that's just kind of a lackluster hulk type character and then crazy jane has a new alter ego i guess called the chief so she's the new leader of the team but i've i think i've have every iteration of the doom patrol and even the gerard way that i mm-hmm. barely understood uh, <laughs> so i'll probably get at least the first couple issues of this I, uh, I I was excited that they were doing this, but I just I kind of like my Doom Patrol without out without out outside of continuity, just kind of doing their own thing. So I don't I don't, how I mean how often historically has the Doom Patrol been in continuity part of DC? Just quite at the very bit. beginning, or no, quite a bit. I mean, there's been different Doom Patrol teams, and there's been uh, if they're so silver agey. Uh, it's almost like they just go hand in glove with the DC Silver Age. I I don't ever see them actually separating them out completely. Gotcha. Uh, Mark Wade, if you left it up to him, he he would do a whole Doom. He would do a Doom, he loves the Doom Doom Patrol. Uh, he's featured him a couple times in that World's Finest. Hmm. And I guess in that you know that Grant where Grant Morris it was Grant Morrison that started writing Doom Patrol, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And like up until Morrison taking over, that book I think was part of DC proper. Yeah. I and agree. then he yeah. just yeah, I think so. made it so weird that it it kind of and then of they popped it over to Vertigo yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah they vertigoed it. I like that. <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, well, but I, it was more of a swamp thing. It, yeah. it was more of a they they lived in both worlds. Okay. So when it was I, really weird, Morrison, then yeah vertigo fine i wasn't and, gonna read it anyway but <laughs> well those are the only the doom patrols i've read is vertigo doom patrol and then gerard way's doom patrol so yeah. i guess i've only read doom patrol outside of <laughs> continuity <laughs> yeah. yeah apparently all three of those characters are new characters so there was okay. a beast girl that showed up in teen titans go but i think it was just like a female version of beast boy I gotcha. Um, yeah. So apparently these are three new characters in, in this issue. So all the three that were mentioned, what beast girl, degenerate, and what was the, the other one? Crazy Jane, but she's not, no crazy. Jane's not, no, but it says there's going to be three new characters. In addition to, he also gave details of the three new characters seen in the art. So it says, it says Mr. Negative robot man and Elastigirl. girl. He also get character three new, huh? Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Negative. Who's writing that? Well, this is from Bleeding Cool. That explains it. <laughs> Mr. Oh, <yeah>. Negative. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Negative, Robot Man, and Elastigirl. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So actually this is a different this is a different image. So we've got Oh. Okay, so the suit is one of the suit is Crazy Jane. Right, oh, okay. that's what I was saying. It's okay. She's the new chief. in the mask. Right. Yeah. The mask, yeah. Okay. All right. Hmm. Gotcha. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was that was crazy. You're supposed to be Crazy Jane. So. And I'm assuming all of these characters first appear. The new ones' first appearance was that Lazarus planet, 
issue that they were all in last month. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And written by Mark Wade. Ah, okay. <laughs> so you're saying we need to pick up that last Lazarus Planet book to perhaps for for new characters there. So I'm okay, making another note. <laughs> I I think I've got all those little one shots that came with it too, so all right. Well, you need to anyway. look, Mike, and tell me if there's if those characters appear there, so I know whether or not okay. to track that down. So, all right. Uh, all right. I want twenty-two. Okay, I'm done with the book. Okay, so twenty-two. I actually was going to have to ask for ask Mike for some help on this one because we have Flash number seven ninety-four. The one minute war is still going on. <laughs> it's months long. Months mm-hmm. long. One minute war. Um, so the fraction. But it talks about, but they forgot about one thing. An almost 10-year-old with red hair and the power to turn things around. Finally, Irie West. So I was like, okay, Mike, you got to tell me who Irie West is. But mm-hmm. then I got a, I got an alert on Key Collector. And apparently her mm-hmm. first appearance was in Flash 225. Um, where... And then also, apparently, she appeared as like a baby, maybe an alternate Kingdom Come number three. But has she been featured very often in comics in Flash that you're aware of? Yeah, and that's, um, I forget who was writing, but it was, I remember it was Daniel Acuna Art uh, in the, the like mid-2000s um, that Wally West, they started having, I mean, they first featured or showed the his twin children i think the twins yeah um jay or jai i'm not sure mm-hmm. how it's pronounced and irie irie is named after iris, iris. west yeah. and then jay that's the right reason i said it that way is named after jay garrick and they went into limbo you had new 52 hit and wally was lost to dc for years so so were they and then but in recent issues and by recent i say the last six or so jeremy adams has had them pretty they've been it's more like the flash family um what he's been his stories have been it's been really good and even um linda his wife has powers now which oh you know sometimes i'm like okay everybody everybody has the same powers it kind of makes those powers less special but mm-hmm. it is it, now the, the kids have sort of not exactly the same powers but it's uh it's like jay has like some sort of kinetic strength it's like he stores up that kinetic energy and that speed into strength um but anyway they they have been pretty prominent in recent issues of the flash um i got a couple more things in dc uh page 32 you got anything for 32, Mike? No. No. Okay, so they're doing a um, absolute edition of uh, Superman for All Seasons. And yeah. it has been quite a while since I read this. Um, now, is this the one, and I may be mixing up my Superman stories, but is this the one where he is getting like, a, like a, oh, either him, a kryptonite poisoning, or was that Luther that gets kryptonite poisoning and he ends up going into the sun at the end? And Or am I, am I confusing that with a different story? I don't think I've read I this one, actually. Oh, I haven't either. I've got it, actually. I've got the original out in my to-read pile, but I <laughs> have those shameful admissions yeah, that I've oh. never read 
Okay, this. well, maybe we need to put this on our we need to read this list. Oh, I'll make a note of that. I like that, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm actually going to add that too. Uh, Superman for all seasons. All right, because I got some other things for us to talk about after we get done recording. So, uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah, so if you are, you know, want to read this as, as well regarded as one of the best Superman stories, um, be a chance for us to verify that. I think I have read this. I'm confident I've read it, but I just don't remember for sure now. So, and I'm yeah. concerned I'm remembering a different story. So, all right. And then I also have uh, page 30. I scrolled down on my notes. So I got to scroll back up. 35. So we have uh, Shazam, the Monster Society of Evil. And I'm mentioning this one because it's written and drawn by Jeff Smith, who is probably best known for Bone. Right. So he had a run at. And I, I also remember this being pretty good, though it has been. 10 plus years for sure since I read this because I read this after I read I read Bone for the first time but not long after reading Bone so um, anyway I remember it being a really really good Captain Marvel story so how about that one Mike hmm. have you read that one uh, no I haven't <laughs> <laughs> I have read the one above it uh, Shazam Power of Hope I have all four of those uh, treasury sized Ross you know you had Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Shazam. Okay. But not that one. Okay. Well, I'm done with DC, so whatever you have left, Mike, is it's all you. Yeah, that's 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 it for me as well. Oh, okay. All right. Well then we're gonna move on to Marvel. Now I don't think any of us do any of us have the Marvel catalog? I've got just the digital, yeah. Okay. Okay, so you do have the digital with the page because I'm just going yep. off of the so like the big book and previews world are in uh, uh, Marvel. I'm just going off of previews world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I won't have any page numbers. <laughs> so why don't we just round robin it until we run out of okay. stuff to run out of stuff to talk about on uh, on Marvel. So uh, I, I will say that you are going to hear me say the phrase the Alex Ross timeless variant on this cover a lot. <laughs> All right. Because that's what most of my notes are for Marvel this time is an Alex Ross timeless variant of. Yeah insert name so all right so mike what do you want to say first uh i've got well you mean out of the marvel copy yeah, anything, anything marvel anything uh, marvel page and forgive me i trying to get the catalog because you I'm don't also, have to do page numbers you just okay just well i'm okay it's avengers number 66 and i'm just trying to find my notes on that so Page uh, I don't know that you're in the right Marvel catalog. <laughs> I found really? Avengers 66. Yeah. Oh, did you find it 66? Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. That's the yeah. uh, it's the final battle of Avengers Assemble. What it says. Yeah. That. Yeah. I I mean it's not that I'm going to get this, but something triggered. Boy, it is rough not having a physical copy. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, the cover is pretty cool. Got a lot of heads on it. Yeah. Oh, that's it. It's the heads. It's the Crisis on Infinite Earths heads. Okay. That's why I would pick it up. That looks like sort of an homage, and it's really good art. I, I mean, that's about the only reason I'd probably pick it up, because I don't know anything about the story. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's it. It's it, you know, If you think about I think it was issue five on crisis five or six huh. you recall what i'm talking about 
Yeah, but yeah. there's this not even that's not what's well, weird. That book is not even on the pull box site for uh for Diamond. Huh. Yeah, Marvel, not there. Marvel gets weird with pull box sometimes. Mm-hmm. There were like a couple of books that just weren't on there in the same month they were on the catalog. Uh yeah. the last time I was looking stuff up. Well, that's all that's a mistake for me using the I'll have to be <laughs> sure I actually go get the actual catalog next time because yeah, that's not that is not on the pull box side. So well in uh in in keeping with the motif of just liking covers, uh it's another month for Disney one hundred variant covers. Uh we have Amazing Spider Man number twenty one. Uh this is an incredible Hulk. I don't know what number uh, homage uh, but it is uh, goofy as as the Hulk <laughs> yeah. and as Bruce Banner. Um, so I'd I'd really just hope at the end of this year they do a a covers uh book because I love all these colors covers and have no reason to actually buy any of these books. Plus, if they all are keeping with their one and whatever variant kind of trend, uh, nor will I afford to be able to keep up with buying any of these covers. But I dig them. I like them. <laughs> I'm not um, too far away on page 26. Or did you have something before that? Well, I, I don't like that. I don't have any page numbers, so I have no idea. Oh, sorry. You know, okay. What, Gosh, what there is. So, <laughs> but also in Amazing Spider-Man 22, we've got a possible new character, um, which and I oh, why am I not seeing that on this page? So I must have gotten this from someplace. When I search for amazing, it's not showing up. Why is it not showing up? I don't know. <laughs> I have made a tactical error uh, in what I am doing here. So it's almost like they've changed what is listed on the Marvel Comics page for Pullbox. There's a because, funky looking character on the cover of Spider-Man 22. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm going to assume, so it says that, you know, you can see their that you like you see their shadow on the cover of 21 on the regular cover of 21 because uh, yep, you can see uh-huh. the hair the right? hair yep yeah so that's just a, a new character alert i don't know if they even give i don't guess they even gave a nope. name not at all so but if you're uh, looking for new characters here's another chance to pick one up in in either amazing spider-man 21 or amazing spider-man 22 hmm. all right mike what you got next uh, it's just the facsimile edition of Avengers number nine, the first appearance of Wonder Man. And okay. I I figure I'll never get these originals. So I might start collecting the Avengers, you know, first appearances or special issues uh, through the facsimile route. All right, Shad, what you got next? Uh, my next one Do you have is... that? Have you ever had that one? I have yes, I've had that once or twice. Not, um, I do not have it currently, but I have had it once or twice. Okay, sorry, Shad. Oh, you're no, you're fine, you're fine. Uh, mine is just kind of a an observation of the current sins of sinister uh, books are for their issue twos are skipping ahead 100 years. So all of the uh, sins of sinister books are, I think there's there's three of them. The uh, immortal, immoral X-Men, the Storm book and the Nightcrawlers book are all jumping ahead 100 years, which I thought was just, okay, I wonder what they're what they're up, up to. And will they're all just three-issue miniseries. Are we going to go another 100 years after that? Uh, who knows? 
So, like, I am searching for, like, all these things that I listed, and they're not here any longer. Because, huh. like, I'm on the page. And I want, you know what? I wonder if it's because maybe that Marvel is pre-soliciting some of these books in this catalog. What, like, um, Avengers 15, Avengers Forever 15. Okay. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can find that in the catalog. What do they have as the, do they have the release date for that? I don't see a release date. I, they don't put release dates on the pages for the Marvel oh, books. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm, oh, it's in the very back. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's in the yeah, very back. Okay. Don't, don't 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 look it up. So it's not that important. I just wonder I'm, why I'm not seeing these now. Whenever I saw them previously, so that is just so weird to me. Curiouser and curiouser. Yes. Very very strange. Let me try something else here. I'm just gonna. I'm I'm only going. Uh, Avengers Forever 15, FOC to, uh, 213 on cell 315. Okay, so it's actually, well, that would be right. That would be March, so, uh -huh. okay. Huh. I don't know. I don't know why these books aren't showing up for me all of a sudden. So, But Avengers 66 is an FOC 130 on cell 3-1, so maybe they're considering that past the cutoff? Maybe. I don't know. That's Well, it shouldn't be if it's in the catalog, so it should still be yeah, available. Yeah. No. So, all right. Let's, let's stop spinning our wheels on that. That's just okay. not me. My my mistake here. So, um, oh, am I in the wrong catalog? Because like I'm seeing some of the no prize stuff. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. Okay, <laughs> go on. I'll come back. Okay. I was on the FOC page, I'm not on the. Uh, oh yeah, not that'll on do it. The uh, not my my pull box page. So I that's <laughs> there. There we go. I'm gonna get my act together right now. It's about so I'm scrolling down to <laughs> scrolling down to Marvel. Here it is. Don't okay. make promises you can't keep, Scotty. Oh, I'm already there. I've got it. <laughs> I'm taken care of. So, all right, and don't call me Scotty, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever. I'll make it the last two. <laughs> you guys could call me Shaddy if you want. <laughs> it, it feels weird, but go for it. It feels weird. I promise to not call you that. <laughs> so you have my commitment. So all right, all right. Where are we at? Whose turn is it? Yours. Okay. So all right. So I can. I have it now. Avengers Forever number fifteen. Alex Ross Timeless Kang variant. So if you are desperate for a, they're doing the villains now, or at least the villains slash antiheroes. So I guess they have a mural someplace of these, like they did for the heroes on the previous run. Now. The downside to this is I'm pretty sure on the hero side, they staggered these out over like five, six months. And there are a lot of these Alex Ross uh, villain timeless variants this month. I, you know, if you weren't used to buying, it might be okay to buy one or two for like seven, eight months. But to buy, I think, 12 to 16 wow. extra books in one month that you weren't already buying, that's kind of a... That's kind of a lot to ask of a person. So, all right, Mike, back to you. Uh, it's okay, we're not saying page numbers. You can if you have it. I just it's have it. well, it's well, it's thirty six, I guess. It's Murder World Game Over. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> so Murder World is arcades, a uh, deadly amusement park. 
Okay, so I was going to guess it had something to do with arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, I didn't have to guess. It was in this solicitation. Uh, but I just like Ray Fox. He's a co-writer on this. Um, I don't know. It just had a sort of a visual and premise appeal to it. And I'm always looking for something I can learn from from Marvel. So, yeah, uh, that's what I'm. That's uh, one that I might pick up. Um, on page fifty is a collection of uh, it's it's Jeff number one, which is uh, all of the I know it's real silly. Uh, uh, it's all of the uh, little mini uh, series or whatever that have been in the uh, the digital first or whatever it is. Uh, I've read all these and I, they're goofy and I like them. Uh, Kelly Thompson's the writer, even though there's not words. So I guess she's the, uh, the, she stages everything. She, she's the storyteller. She's the wow. storyteller in it. And then uh, Guri Hiru is the artist uh, and cover artist. I'm sure I messed that up. Uh, but I, as a, for an all ages book that doesn't have any words, I really like the concept of these stories that don't ha- necessarily have words in them that, anybody of all ages and of all kind of who can understand things can, can get what's going on, you know, no matter what Marvel infinites. Yeah. That's one of the infinites. Yeah. Yeah, That's the word I was looking for. Those are so weird to read to me. I don't know where I'm at ever. Yeah. And it has to be short. It, it, you just constantly just swiping up the entire time. And I just, it's, it just feels wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind them in these like, these short ones that are made for it, but when they like converted the Hawkeye run, like they like the they the whole um like uh what what's the one um I'm drawing a blank on names here the purple uh with pizza dog uh oh the Matt Fraction Matt Fraction Asia. yes yeah they yeah. they converted that to an infinite series yeah oh that's wrong and it's like. I, I don't, I mean, it's cool. I'm glad they did it, whatever, but I don't know where I'm at at any point in time. So it's like, if I want to stop, I don't know. Am I getting close to the end of the issue? Mm-hmm. Do I just give up and just go, I'll pick it up later. But yeah, it's, it's kind of weird in the ones that they convert over to that infinite thought process versus the ones that are written for it. Yeah. I, they, they need to not do that. Cause when something's designed <laughs> as sequential art, right. It, yeah. it, the sequence is important. So yeah. Uh, all right. Captain Marvel number 47 has, guess what? A juggernaut, Alex Ross, timeless variant. <laughs> so just keep still. So that's two so far. <laughs> Mike. Okay. I'm moving way down the catalog. To that's fine. Stand by. Stand by, standing by, standing by, filling dead airspace, filling dead airspace. <laughs> Gosh, I'm going to have to do, I need to get into a jump, jump drive here. Uh. Well, here, while you're looking, I'll go ahead and mention that Daredevil issue number nine has the Electra Alex Ross timeless <laughs> variant. So that's three. Yes. So you ready, Mike? That, that main yes. cover for Dare, Daredevil number nine is pretty cool, though. Uh, I like the doesn't help that Marvel doesn't put page numbers except for every seventh or eighth. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Marvel Age Omnibus Volume 1. Let me just ask. Should I get it? Should I not? Would that be cool to have? Uh, Gosh, I don't remember looking at that. Dang it, I'm on the wrong. I got too many tabs open. Oh, it's like 1,200 pages. It's Uh basically 
thir- all 34 issues of Marvel Age, and it had an annual no- as well. But you know, it was it was all like ads, house ads, and previews mm-hmm. for. And I love that kind of stuff. I always loved it in DC. Okay. Well, it, is you know, like DC Sampler and all that. But uh-huh. if you like that stuff, then I guess it would be most of those issues are cheap. There's like I don't know four or five of them that can have some value because like the first. Like there's a there's the story of where mm-hmm. the black suit si- Spider-Man costume came from. Mm-hmm. There's a Stanley photo cover to one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few issues that you know are like thirty to fifty dollar issues, but almost all the rest of them are like you know dollar bin fodder. Um, so it'd be maybe more fun to chase them down that way, or at least yeah. I, you know twelve hundred pages of anything, any In one, one thing book would be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was just. It caught my eye because, well, Carrie Gamble art mm-hmm. on the cover, that that's really cool. But that kind of thing, again, I, I like it. DC Sampler or, you know, you know, the old Amazing World of DC Comics. It was more like a fanzine, but any kind of in-house stuff. So, yeah, that was it. That was all. Chad? Uh, on page 24, uh, they're doing something kind of cool for the Iron Man 60th anniversary uh, they have a, a five-issue uh, miniseries called I Am Iron Man, and it's going to tell stories. Uh, it, they're just kind of anthology stories told through the different eras, wearing the different suits over the last 60 years um, for each of those. I don't know why they're not doing uh, an issue per decade. Um, like an would, Iron Man life stories? Yeah, right, and just do and do six instead of five. They're one off from it, but I guess uh, whatever. Uh, but uh, I like this. I mean, I like I like those kinds of, you know, anthology type stories. And uh, for someone who doesn't normally read Iron Man, that might be something I'd like to pick up. The Christopher Cantwell run real recently has been pretty good. So if you are looking for an Iron Man story to read, this, yeah. did, you know, that's pretty good. So Christopher okay. Cantwell is a good writer. I think it's like 20 something issues. And speaking of Christopher Cantwell, Hellcat. Patsy Walker is getting a number one issue, a new five issue series written by Christopher Cantwell. So this is, and of course she featured prominently in the Iron Man series. Uh, In fact, uh, Tony Stark proposes to her. (laughs) Um, So that's pretty prominent in the story, Uh right? right? But this one's, this one's being billed as a supernatural superhero murder mystery, five issues, Christopher Cantwell. I probably am going to have to pick this up. Mike, that was it for me. You're Except done? I right. would, I almost mentioned that uh, Hellcat miniseries, but you got it. I beat you to it. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. No, <laughs> no I got, I got, I have nothing else. All right, Shad, what do you got? Uh, my last one is on page seventy-nine. It is Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, Jabba's Palace, number one. Uh, so this uh, is the start of a series of one shots uh, that'll focus around the Return of the Jedi era of star wars uh this one is focusing on someone trying to overthrow jabba go figure he's a mob boss somebody's gonna try to overthrow him all the time um (laughs) what i the only thing that was kind of weird is that i i know it's the we're at the 40th anniversary of return of the jedi um so that's why they're trying to push this in but you know they've they've got kind of a plan with these with these books and uh, with Star Wars and the Darth Vader book and, you know, Dr. A for all those are currently in between the timeline of Empire and Return of the Jedi. 
and hopefully they don't just mess up everything they're trying to do with this organized kind of release of volumes by going, well, it's the 40th anniversary. We have to do something now for return of the Jedi. And then they kind of jump ahead. But, uh, cause I kind of, I like the process though. I'm not reading currently, uh, or I'm not up to, uh, current with all the books. I I've liked this flow of like 50 issues is between this movie and this movie. And then, Hopefully we get another 50 issues of Star Wars. So we're only on like issue 20 something or 30 or just right at 32. So they've got a while to go if they're kind of going to keep the same amount of gap between uh, amount of issues in this volume two of Star Wars, the new Star Wars uh, on things. So I like the idea. Love Return of the Jedi, but I don't want them to mess up their timeline of of things because they've been doing pretty cool with it. You got anything else, Marvel? Nope. Okay, so I'm going to try to rapid-fire through this. Doctor Strange, new number one. Dormammu, Alex Ross, timeless variant. Also, Stephen Strange is back as a Sorcerer Supreme. He's been dead for a while. Guess what? He got better. So uh, he is back. Uh, Fantastic Four, number five. Alex Ross, Super Scroll, timeless variant. All right. Uh, Hulk, issue number 13, has a leader. Alex Ross, timeless variant. Invincible Iron Man, number four, has a Mandarin, timeless variant. Uh, Mary Jane and Black Cat number four has the Black Cat timeless variant. Miles Morales Spider-Man number four has a Scorpion timeless variant. Scarlet Witch number three has a Mephisto timeless variant. Uh, Venom Lethal Protector 2 issue one, so it's volume two issue one, has a Venom timeless variant. Uh, Wolverine 31 has the White Queen timeless variant. Uh, X-Men number 20 has the Dark Phoenix timeless variant. So I think Jean Grey is the only one that's on both the hero side and on the villain side or the anti-hero side. I lost count of how many that was, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, lots of, I guess I could, I guess I could search here on the page and just see how many times the word timeless shows up. So I, I see 14. Holy so, cow. Yeah, so that was that's a lot of extra books to pick up in one month if you want those, yeah. but you aren't buying them. So, and then one more thing to add, uh, they uh, several months ago they did like a beta preview thing for the Marvel Multiverse RPG game. Uh, some books, well, they have the hardcover available now. So if you're an RPG or this is actually not uh, being marked for sale until July 19th, so this is definitely an early by like three months. Um, when it would normally appear in the catalog, but um, it is it is being solicited for July nineteenth, twenty twenty three. All right, are we ready for the big book, or in yeah. my case, the big web page? <laughs> I guess in all of our cases, right? Okay, all right. So I guess we gotta I gotta scroll to the top here. So I got the big one the image. Yeah, you got the the official big book. I got the paper. Right. Yep, you had the paper. I killed a tree. You killed the tree, right? <laughs> well, don't forget your previous orders are due the 18th of each month. So get together with your local comic shop to get uh, to get your previews order in. If there's anything that we mentioned that sounds exciting to you, so all right, Chad, you got the big book. Why don't you tell us the first thing you found in Image? All right. Well, the first thing I found in Image is page 42. It's a book called The Ambassadors. Uh, it's ah. a new Mark Miller, Frank Quietly book, um, and it is uh, revolves around it's about six people who are chosen to receive superpowers. Um, and who will it be? It's kind of this like star search around the world for the six <laughs> people uh, who are going to get these superpowers. Uh, each of the six issues will feature a different artist. 
so Frank will only be on the first one. And uh, it's important to note that this is part of uh, the quote-unquote big, ca- big game campaign uh, where 25 different franchises collide. So I don't know if those are – does Mark Miller have 25 different franchises on his own? I mean, I know there's a lot of books. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so is it just – his world is going to be brought in as like yeah. a, a Millerverse kind of mm-hmm. a thing, or and it is Miller. I always say Millar. It is because Miller, he got yep. the A. It is Miller. Yep. Okay, all right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I it, this book lost me at Mark Miller. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I've I've read so many things I like from him, but then I've read so many things that I'm like, it's okay, I get it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, you're right. He could he could totally have 25 different things titles of his own, and are we really gonna ring them together? Like, seems wild. But I don't know. Maybe Netflix is encouraging him to do that. That's because, true. You know, yeah. Who knows? So that's a good point. All right, Mike. What do you got from Image? Anything? Well, I had I had the same. I had uh, okay. the Ambassadors, but I've also got uh, on page 52 something called Dead Romans, okay. and. Uh, it's by image as well. And I don't know who Fred Kennedy is. I don't know who the artist is, but it's basically a, a historical series, mini series, six issues. Um, you know, the Rome was basically taken down by the Germanic tri- tribes. And that's what this seems to be about. Well, this said, I, I said in the solicit, the birth of the Roman empire Oh, okay. Well, maybe it was yeah. when they were conquering, you know, the mm-hmm. northern land. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's it's historical fiction or not. Well, maybe not historical fiction, but it's it's in that time period that I really mm-hmm. like to read about. So, yeah. it reminds me of Britannia. Um, I don't know if you guys either one read that, but... Uh, I know what it is, but I don't think I've read it. Yeah, it's it's a, it was a pretty long series. I've got the hardcover, so someday maybe we'll touch base on that. Well, I had Dead Romans down too. So, but the other one that I have, the only other book I have from Image is Phantom Road. And when I see Jeff Lemire's name on it, I feel like it's worth uh, giving a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely enough to make me consider wanting to pick this uh, pick this up. And basically, the the solicit for this is you got a long haul trucker trying to stay ahead of their tragic past, and then he stops to help somebody in a massive car crash and uh, there's a, a strange artifact in the wreckage and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a mini series. Doesn't say how many issues it is though. So that I'm not for sure. Uh, but, uh, you, d- you don't necessarily buy a Jeff Lemire book for the artwork. Cause sometimes the artwork's a little, little odd or just a little off. Um, he's not drawing this one. He's got somebody else doing the art and that's, but there's usually consistent with some type of style of artwork. Yeah. Right? Um, but usually the storytelling is pretty good in a Jeff Lemire book. So Phantom Road number one. Anybody else? I, you I, I'm gonna, no, I'm going to get that too. I've seen it. It just I didn't really flag it to talk about, but I'm going to get it. A um, couple things I've got. Uh, Indigo Children number one, which is on page 56. I've got a thing about like missing children. Uh, I think because sometimes I'm just like I gravitate towards it, but this is about a journalist who hunts down an extraordinary, an extraordinarily gifted uh, indigo children, not a indigo children, but the indigo children. I I wrote that weird uh, after they disappeared, disappeared mysteriously 15 years ago. So we have a bunch of uh, mysteriously disappeared children that reappear and uh, a journalist 
is uh, is checking out. I don't know any of the creative team, but I thought the concept was and was, soon to be a show on Amazon Prime. Well, that's an yeah. What if it's a hit? This could be a great book to hit? buy. Yeah, I did. See, I missed that completely. So <laughs> I see, that's too. why we do these things because you know now I got to put that down just in case. That's right. You know, um, yeah. Okay, I'm done with image. So whatever okay. else you guys have an image. Um, I've got on page 58, there's a book called no slash one. Number one, this is part of the massive verse. Another book from the massive verse co-written by Kyle Higgins. I should probably at some point actually read all of these books that I've been <laughs> buying. Uh, so I, I mean, cause I could be talking about it every month and be like, this is cool, but this is supposedly our, our Batman of the massive verse, kind of our, our Batman analog in a way. Uh, it's the first true crime superhero drama of the massive verse. Um, what I found, uh, probably more interesting and more exciting to me, uh, wasn't necessarily this new book, but that in the little blurb in the corner about no one, it identifies, uh, all of the books that as part of the massive verse and includes cowl, which, uh, C dot O dot W dot L, uh, which was a book that Kyle Higgins did. I don't know, a decade ago. Uh, that I have all of because I read it and I really enjoyed it when it came out because I was a Kyle Higgins fan from when he was doing Batman Beyond 2.0, if I remember right, was what first got me onto him. And uh, and so I picked up Cal. And so I was like, Cal is part of the massive verse now, I guess, uh, which is cool because that means that there's this like longer history of superheroes in this in this world. Uh, potentially, um, I had kind of seen something before where maybe Cal was part of it, but this seems like the most official that it could get is that it's in, in the previous book. Oh. It says it right there, it's right there. It's in print. So it has to be true. <laughs> That's right. All right. Okay. Somebody tried to convince me why I should pick up Stoneheart number one. What page? Oh, you don't yeah. know what page is Yeah, I, but yeah. it should be towards the front of image, um, because it's a number new, number one, Emma Kubert. Emma Kubert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's she's the one that's doing the book Frank uh, from Frank mm-hmm. Miller presents Pandora. Yeah, I looked at the preview art for it and I just I could not get excited about it. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about this book? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Did she, did she do the cover art by herself or yes. was it uh, embellished by her dad? I thought I remember seeing Emma and was Adam or Andy, whichever is her dad. No, um, this this just has her on the on yeah, the. She is the sole writer, artist, cover artist. No other credits. I'm trying to search for that page, but I remember seeing it earlier. I'm all the way down on Boom now, but I did read Ink Blot by her and someone else. Um, probably ten issues of it. It was okay, but specific to the art that you're asking about, mm-hmm. no, she's what she's kind of a. She's she's not quite her dad or her uncle or her grandfather's caliber yet. Um, she might have that coming someday, but um, it looks a little bit too cartoonish for me. Okay. Um, and as a writer, I don't know what is she writing it to. Yes. Yeah, I think she they collaborated on the writing. Her and this 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 other guy. Um, so I guess I need to wait and see what happens. I think I ordered Pandora. I probably need oh, okay. to wait and see what I think of Pandora and then decide if this I should come back to this book and pick it up or not. So, OK, I'm done with it. Yeah. So, uh, boom. Uh, I'm going to go first. and Boom. 
So I'm going to go ahead and steal everybody's pick. Do it. Uh, all right. So uh, Berserker comes to an end. Final issue. Issue number 12. All right. And uh, of the quote unquote Keanu Reeves written story. Right. But I still am confident that Matt Kent is the one that's doing the heavy lifting. And speaking of Matt Kent, he does have a variant mm-hmm. cover for issue number 12. So if I pick this book up, I've only bought like the first issue, but I might pick up this last issue just to get the Mike, uh, the, the Matt Kent uh, variant cover. So. Yeah. All right. Anybody uh, else got anything you, for Boom? Yeah, I had the, the Neighbors. Okay. That's on page 98, according to my PDF copy. Um, that is correct. <laughs> was that? Yeah. Was that? <laughs> I feel so you know, vindicated that <laughs> um, I'm just going to verify everyone's page numbers. That is correct. I think, yeah, there you go. You, you are correct. It's not like uh, Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't, I, I might say this a lot when it comes to, you know, independent books, but when you see the writers, I don't know who Jude Ellison S Doyle is. I don't know who the illustrator is. Leticia Catadici. Um, but it looks, I, I sort of like the, it's it kind of describes it as a body snatcher style terror from, uh, they say Judy Ellison S. Doyle wrote Maw. I have, I have heard of that. Yes. I read that. It was really good. I, I enjoyed, uh, the writing for sure. So you should probably talk about this because I know you like horror and I kind of thought maybe you would have this earmarked as well. No, I didn't actually. I uh, I don't remember why, but something about it turned me off. Uh, well, I did mark this one. And the thing that I liked was that it's it says it's based in Irish and English folklore. So that oh. that little nugget reminds me of Injection, which is that 15 issue Warren Ellis image yeah. series, which I mm-hmm. liked. So I'm I also have this book down to pick up as well. So, okay. yeah, so it's I mean, it's. You know how it is. We're, we're in this book and we're looking for number one issues. We're not going to really talk about number three of six. Um, mm-hmm. If we haven't been, unless we, it's something we've already read the first two issues mm-hmm. and we're blown away by it and we want to talk about it. But this, you know, when you're, when you're looking, when you have so many books to choose from, you're like, okay, what might trigger that good feeling that you're looking for? Mm-hmm. That endorphin, like Scott <laughs> has called before that endorphin hit. <laughs> This might do it for me. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm I'm probably going to try that one as well. So, okay. uh, hey, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to jump back to image just for one second. Okay. Last last previews we talked about that series, the Last Barbarians, that had those three really really good painted covers by uh, who was it? Brian Haverlin, who also wrote it, but he doesn't do any of the interiors. Um, I'm looking at the covers that they have for issue two, right? I'm not quite as blown away with, uh, with these covers. There's a, there's the a cover, which is, is pretty good. Kind of has a red Sonia feel to it. The, the B, or I guess it's not, I guess I'm going to say it's the B cover because it, um, it, it's, uh, I don't know, kind of a Conan, mm-hmm. uh, a Conan appearance to it. It's the face looks a little off on that one. Uh, to me, so it doesn't have the the same like oh my gosh look at this you know that those, those photo realism the yeah, 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 yeah. first issues had so um, okay I'm sorry back to uh, back to boom 
Anything else in Boom? I don't have anything in Boom. Okay, I'm done with Boom as well. So, Dark Horse? Dark Horse. Dark yeah, we, Horse. Okay. we got clear number one. Yes. Uh, this is a Comixology first uh, book uh, from Scott Snyder and Francis Manipal. Um, I liked this concept when it first was released, you know, digital of what it was. Uh, essentially, you're in kind of a, a future where everyone has a VR type of uh, glasses that they can wear to augment their reality to kind of skin it however they want. If they want to live in the Wild West kind of skin, then they see everything in that way. If they want to be in, uh, I don't know, space, whatever, whatever you can think of, there's uh, uh, some somebody can skin it that way. Uh, and we have a, a uh, detective that's investigating a crime who chooses to leave their filter on clear, uh, mm-hmm. which is where the title comes from. So everybody else is running around with this kind mm-hmm. of vision of what reality actually looks like. And this is the person who actually sees the world for what it is and has to solve this crime. So I thought, well, that's a pretty kind of cool concept mm-hmm. to it. And uh, I can't say that I, I read the first issue and it was good. And it, it had, um, it, it set up everything, you know, car chase through this city and uh, that kind of thing, but uh, pretty action packed. And I didn't read anything past that and it's not its fault. <laughs> it's just, I got a lot to read. <laughs> well, I, I saw this too and I had it marked down and I had to have a note. I'm probably not going to buy issue number one. If I can, I'm paying for comiXology by golly. Yeah, I probably should go read this on comiXology. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess though, I probably should read it really soon before the 18th. Right. Because I, if I do want to order it, That's I, true, I yeah. maybe need to get my order in because Absolutely. it's like, Oh, this is really good that I want to own the physical. But, uh, but yeah, I do need to check it out. But I have a note here. Read it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, you got anything Dark Horse? Yeah, I've got, uh, let's see, page 134. And it's Order and Outrage. And mostly I'm I'm on the fence on it. I'm not sure if Jim Starlin still has the writing chops. Um, you're almost are you reading my notes oh really (laughs) yeah i just want to know if you're reading my notes am i sharing my screen with you so don't you remember you shared you you put that in a onedrive folder yeah oh yeah okay all right good okay um but then i seen somebody who i I haven't seen in a while on art and that's rags morales and i really have always liked him i'm not sure where he went you know um it's probably been 10 years since I've seen him on a book, but it's, it's a, it's a space opera. It's called, or it's, they're touting it as a space opera and talking about gene manipulation and things like that. So, you know, I, it's only four issues. Would it be a huge investment to get all four? Probably not. So we'll see. Maybe I will. Yeah. It's, I just, I had a note here, the exact same thing. I had that book down. It's like, I have not read anything Starlin in quite a while. You know, he he came back to Silver Surfer for a little bit. I didn't pick it up. It's like, man, I just, you know, sometimes, you know, you read some of his like Strange Tales stuff with Adam Warlock and some of the things that yeah. were going on in that. And it's like, it's, it was good for the time, but I, you know, I'm almost scared to go back and read it again because yeah. like, would it hold yeah. up, you know? And even so, in, in his prime, oh my gosh, he did Death of the New Gods and it was horrendous. Oh. But <laughs> even in his prime, I always liked him for his art. I yeah, just thought he was a great artist. I I didn't really. Uh, what is that? Dreadnought or Dreadstar? Dreadstar? 
Uh, yeah, Dread uh, Dreadstar. Yeah. Yeah, I've never read it, but I somehow I think somebody gave it to me. But that's like his one of his creator own properties mm-hmm. that I thought I need to read. But yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Okay, you guys picked my two books from Dark Horse, so I don't have anything else from Dark Horse. So whatever else you guys have. Nope. All right. You, then you need to go first somewhere else. Okay. Well, we 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 move it on to uh, my. Uh, don't have. I don't have anything in IDW. I've got I've got one more in oh, okay. in Dark Horse. Uh, right. You're okay. On page 153, there's a book called The Rock Gods of Jackson, Tennessee. It is a, a an original uh, <laughs> trade paperback, and it's a. I mean, I I've always wanted to write a comic book, uh, and if I had that choice, I would have most likely written about a group of kids trying to make a a band uh in their garage because that's what i know uh and so that's what this is uh and they get the opportunity to open up for a rock legend uh so they have Mm -hmm. to pull together all the things work uh pull together and actually get along long enough to get this band running while they have to deal with all the normal high school things along with a horde of mutated monsters uh so a little twist on just a, a fun little uh coming of age story i'm sure and i just like the concept like i said i if that if there was a, a story i would write it would be about kids starting a band up it'd be about missing kids coming back together and starting starting a band, a band. Yeah. there you go <laughs> copyright there's, my right hook. There. there's your hook you got it you would read it That's right. <laughs> i'd write this and then read it yeah that's what they always say. Write what you would read. Mm-hmm. Write what you want to see on the page. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do not have anything in IDW. I don't either. All right. Mike, you got anything in IDW? Uh, no. Nope. Okay. We've not. already let's see DC Marvel scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Let me collapse Marvel here so they don't take up so much space on the page. Dynamite. I do have one thing in Dynamite. Same. I bet Shad has this too. Is it the Darkwing Duck facsimile edition it number is. one? The Darkling Duck facsimile edition. <laughs> you go ahead. I'll let you have this one. Um, I don't have a lot to say about it except for I'm just excited to have these books that I I haven't uh, I don't have in my collection. I am bummed to see that it doesn't like there's not a Gargoyles facsimile number two, so it doesn't appear that maybe they're gonna reprint the whole series, which is what I was hoping because they've never reprinted it. There's not even a collect a trade of it. How long is that original series? Uh, it's twelve or less. I bet they're looking to see how the sales were on that first okay. issue. I because if they can, especially Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Dynamite can make money on it and print twelve <laughs> covers, they will. It's like it's crazy when you would completely expand like the Marvel listing for yeah. on this and all their books, and you expand the Dynamite area. I think it's about as long though they have like a tenth of the books. It just has so many variant covers. Yes. <laughs> you know, even this facsimile has one, two, three. Four, five. Oh, 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 that's Darkwing Duck. Oh, so there's just four covers to the Darkwing Duck facsimile. Oh, okay. So, no, there's more than that. There's A, B. They don't list the C. Then they go D and E. So there's a C in there someplace too. So. Oh, geez. Yeah. So there's five covers for the Darkwing Duck facsimile. So. And there's a, eleven issues of the original Marvel Gargoyles run. Okay. There you go. Question answered. And I would buy all eleven. Yeah, absolutely. I would if they facsimile all of them or if they collected them i don't care yeah either way just, <laughs> just make, do it. make shad happy that's right that's right <laughs> Find uh, your all right so i guess we're ready for the rest of the publishers i think so okay so um i th- i'll go first 
So okay. again, these are totally random order. All right. So you guys just do whichever ones you want to do and, and whatever ones you want. So wait, from, wait a second, Scott. Wait, Scott. Is is Dynamite considered one of the rest of the publishers publishers? Uh they have their own they may be. Yeah, they have their own section on the page, but they're the last ones to have their own section okay. on the page. Everything else is under just the comics and graphics. It's alphabetical, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yes. So Dynamite does get their own section. Well, I, I do have one thing with them. Sure. It's, it's mostly because it looks very. I mean, it is set in the 1940s. It's Rocket Man and Rocket Girl. Reminds me of Bullet Man and Bullet Girl. <laughs> but it's it's just a one shot by Jacob Edgar and Jordi Perez, New York City, 1940. And they're uh, it says masked bank robbers are making a helicopter getaway, and Rocket Man and Rocket Girl are on the case. So it sounds like just kind of like a golden age, you know, even like Rocketeer, you know, mm -hmm. feel to it, you know. So it's real clean looking. Um, it I don't know. I just something appealed to me. Uh, you know, it's the only one of the few books that isn't, you know, <laughs> promiscuously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> art on, yeah. Right. Yeah. So anytime I say dynamite, I'm like, OK, those guys are going. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, no, it only it only has three covers, so yeah, they don't true. have a whole lot of faith in this book. If they thought this book was going to be huge, it would yeah. have fourteen covers. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh well, that's it for me then. Okay. All right. So the rest of the book. All right. We'll just do this in any order. Don't worry about page numbers or any of these things. So just okay. pick something, talk about it. So I'll, I'm just going to go through my list alphabetical for what I have. Uh, so from Aftershark, there is a book called Ridgeline, number one. And I don't know, whenever I was scrolling through, what really caught my attention was this cover. Um, so it's kind of like at the bottom of the cover is all white and the top of the cover is all black. And you see these people, there was like, are basically free climbing right at the bottom of this. But it just, it kind of really struck me, which maybe dig into it a little bit more. Um, but it's basically a, it's a mini series. I assume it's a mini series. I don't think it says it's a mini series, but you have these wilderness survivalist specialists who are taking some techie guys out into the Montana mountains or, and you know, people come after them. So it's the job of the survival specialists to protect these tech guys. Uh, so, but the cover just mm. really, really caught my attention. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm also in Aftershock, actually. It's called um, A Little White Lie on page 216. And it's, again, I mentioned earlier that I, I've always liked Ray Fox. He he did that um, Gotham by Midnight series. Uh, but this is a, another horror prestige format, one, one shot. They had a little play on words. They called it One Shock. Yes. But... Um, <laughs> He does well, I think, with the supernatural. Um, it kind of reminds me of that Dark Skies Above that we read. Not that that should necessarily inspire me to get it, but um, <laughs> I think it's a similar premise, but or at least it's the same genre, but hopefully better, uh, better written. Shad. All right, on three fifteen, uh, there is a book called. From Dren Productions, D-R-E-N, uh, Plan 59 from Outer Space Number 1. <laughs> so uh, this is a sequel to Ed Wood's famous Plan 9 from Outer Space. 
Uh, and they are now on plan 59 because they have failed uh, that many times still in in the process. <laughs> so I just thought that was neat. And I, uh, I'm a fan of that whole thing. So uh, it's a three issue miniseries and it just is an, a somewhat kind of a sequel to, to plan nine from outer space. All right, so my next one, I hope I'm not stealing something from Mike here, because this is actually from Tomorrow's uh, Publishing, and uh, I did not even have this in my notes originally. I totally missed it, and I think it's because I saw the Tomorrow section and say, oh, Mike will talk about tomorrow, so I don't want to take anything from him, but this I am going to talk about. <laughs> the Destroyer Duck Hardcover Graphite Edition. So this is the pencil work by Jack Kirby for the destroyer duck book. And if you have ever seen any of the Kirby um, graphite editions, they are outstanding. Nobody, for whatever reason, nobody can ink Kirby. It looks wrong. When you look at his pencils and then you look at how it gets inked into the final project, it is a day and night difference. In my opinion, the quality of that work. So I am absolutely 100% getting this because I am I want to see the the Kirby pencils. I've not read any Destroyer to Duck really. I'm, I'm familiar with the character, but uh, this is a 1980 Steve Gerber thing that was kind of in a lawsuit because of its similarity to Howard the Duck. So and there's an even a um, there was like an art portfolio that was put together called I think it was called Foog. F-O-O-G, because it was Friends of Old Gerber, as opposed to Foom, mm. Friends of Old Marvel. So it was like a fundraiser for Gerber, because he had some uh, health issues, I think, at the time, and they were trying to raise some some money for him. And of course, you know, at the time, if Kirby could have stuck it to Marvel, he, you know, took the opportunity to do that. You know so, wasn't he the, the guy that got hit by a car or something? Am I that right? I, you know, I don't know. And I tell you what, while I, what I'll do is while you guys are talking about your next book, I will I will look that up. Okay. By you guys, I hope you mean Shad because I'm still trying to find the right page. But go ahead. I'm ready. I can do it. Okay, uh, cool. uh, from Mad Cave, uh, there is a book called Don't Spit in the Wind, number one. And it is uh, written and drawn <laughs> nice. by Stefano Cardoselli. And uh, the the little preview artwork is really what caught my eye on this. The premise is that Earth has become uninhabitable, um, and most of the all the humans have escaped into space. But there's a company that works to clean up Earth uh, and try to make it eventually inhabitable again. And so uh, one of the crew members gets lost uh, on the job, and uh, so everything gets kind of complicated. The uh, the artwork is very bright and vibrant uh, in color, but there's just all of this texture and speckledness throughout it that just implies filth. And mm-hmm. uh, so I I really liked that kind of kind of griminess that there is to this to the artwork uh, on an uninhabitable yeah. Earth. And uh, so yeah, I'm I would like this idea a lot. Okay, so I don't see anything about Gerber having been hit by a car. Um, It looks like that Gerber was fighting for the rights to Howard the Duck. Apparently, it's kind of one of those cases where Gerber felt like it was his creation and Marvel, I guess, wanted ownership of it. 
So basically in 1981, this is whenever this book apparently came out originally, is when he teamed up with Kirby at Eclipse. They did Destroyer Duck, which was the satirical version of, uh, of Howard the Duck. And then where I was getting his health issues, that actually came from the uh, 2007. He had idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Um, and then he passed away in February of 2008. So, um, okay. so yeah, so I guess I think now what I'm thinking now is not to help with health issues, but was to help with His paying fees from the price. course yeah. case to yeah. fight Marvel for the, the ownership of Howard the Duck. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know where you were. You, I think you were, your title was a little bit past mine, Shad, but I'm, I'm looking at Red Zone. Um, by Cullen Bunn and Mike Diodato Jr. Uh, it's by AWA. Uh, it's a four-issue series, and it's set in the Cold War, naturally, because it's called Red. It's got the word Red in the title, so and it has, has the hammer and sickle that makes the O in zone. So mm-hmm. um, I just like Mike. I mean, Colin, Cullen Bunn is okay. He has He's hit and miss for me, but... Yeah. Uh, Diodato Jr. I've always liked his art, and I like I like that sort of espionage Russia stuff. I remember something done by I forgot who the writer was, but the artists were um, Harry and oh gosh, what is the married couple that our writer or artist or pencil on penciler and inker inker team? Um, Are you talking about Brightweisers? Uh, no, no, okay. <laughs> oh gosh, I can't believe. It. Anyway. Uh, it was called Red One, but oh, Dodson's, um, Dodson's, yes, yeah, yeah. Rachel, Terry, and da- Rachel there Dodson. you go, yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, this kind of reminds me of that, and I, I would probably get it. Um, yeah, Chad, um, me again, yep, you again, okay. <laughs> uh, on 374, uh, we have the Queen in Comics hardcover, uh, which is uh, the band Queen, it's uh, just a comic kind of of their their stories there it says their uh their great stories and little secrets uh surrounding the legend mm-hmm. i the only thing is i hope that the, it's freddy's on the cover i hope that it's not a freddy book i i i mean there's so many stories about freddy mercury but when you're doing yeah. a queen book i want to i want queen stories i want mm-hmm. brian may mm-hmm. involved i want roger taylor involved i want the, i want the whole the whole group in there but i of course like my my graphic novel biographies uh, of of music so this had to bring this one up uh from scout we have we i wrote it down wrong i almost said the, the wicked ones it's we wicked ones all right and this is basically about a uh someone who is orphaned in a mass witch burning orchestrated by the u.s government and they basically become the best contract killer in washington dc so you basically have a witch hit person so what could possibly you not like about politicians <laughs> being killed by a witch hit person? So plus nice. it's got a David Mack cover to it. Uh, wow. So I don't know. It's, it's uh, I guess it's going to be an ongoing series. It doesn't say that it's not um, an ongoing. So I guess it'll go until the sales plummet and they need to wrap it up. But uh, I, you know, the artwork, caught my eye for the cover it's not his interiors david max just primarily doing uh cover art now but uh 
but uh, wicked, we wicked number one from Scout Comics. Mike, don't say it's Mike. No, don't say it's Mike. Okay, I'll go. Chad? I got I'm, I'm, I've got two other things on that same exact page. Uh, so uh, also on 395 uh, from Scout as a unicorn vampire hunter number one. Uh, which is about uh, a character, a girl named Jezebel, who is saved by a unicorn uh, when she's almost bitten by a vampire. Uh, the unicorn becomes uh, her companion in her journey in a heartfelt story about friendship, love, and finding purpose in an unprecedented world. Um, but I, I kind of just like the idea of like unicorns saving people from vampires. It just seemed <laughs> weird, weird enough to be from Scout. Uh, I, I, I always dig. There's always something in Scout that I'm like. I would I, if I could just have like a all access to scout books, I'm sure there's some some good ones in there. Uh, and speaking of, there's another there's a book that it came out, I think, last year called By the Horns. Uh, they've since made a a uh, a spinoff book that's By the Horns colon something. I don't know. Uh, but they are releasing what I know to be maybe the first in the uh, trying to make digital comics collectible uh, physically. Uh so there is by the horns volume one is going to be uh, you can purchase a comic tag collectible card. And so it'll be a physical piece that says that you own this digital comic and you have the P- uh, code to the PDF or whatever. So an original way to add physical collecting to digital media without, you know, taking up a lot of space. Um, I'm going to get it just because it's from what I can tell the first of of these uh, at least that I've seen of, of ways to do this. And uh, I've been wanting to read this book anyway, so might as well buy it. Well, okay. What book was that again? It's called by the horns by the horns. Okay. It's not <laughs> in this catalog though, right? Yeah. It's in the catalog. Oh, is, it, is it? And it's at scout also. Yeah. Yeah. It's scout. There's actually four uh, books that scouts doing this with Okay, five. Right. Oh, okay. I'll, I'm going to, I got a note seven. to check that there's seven. Seven. Okay. I want to check that. I want to check that out. So, yeah. It looks like they just come with like maybe uh, like a collectible card sized card with, I'm guessing, some sort of peel off reveal uh, PDF huh. code underneath it is what I'm, that's what I'm making up in my head at least. <laughs> I guess that's cheaper than doing the actual comic and putting the code inside of it. Just right. Yeah. Do a trading card. So, yeah. all right. Something that I would not have noticed. And if I if I'd gone through the catalog, because when I've got to the manga section, I would have just skipped it. So but from this, we have Animal Crossing New Horizons graphic novel volume four. It's like, <laughs> holy smokes. Now, I am not an Animal Crossing player. I do have a I have a son who loves Animal Crossing, um, spends a lot of time on the switch on it, whatever he's, you know, not doing other stuff. And uh, I'm probably going to try to track down the first three. So I actually became aware that there was even an Animal Crossing book in the free comic book day solicits for this yes, year. Yes, that's what I was going right? to say. I didn't so know I before say, that either. Yeah. And uh, I actually ordered a few copies of that just for actually to give out a Halloween this year. But uh, and then speaking of free comic book day also, and again, uh, this is more geared towards my kid. There's a rune, another kid. This is a RuneScape comic book. And I don't know if RuneScape's ever been in comics before or not. But there's a RuneScape free comic book day that's coming out. So I've got Animal Crossing for one kid, and I got RuneScape for the other <laughs> kid, so they can go back to their childhood or not their even that long ago yeah. uh, for Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, you find anything else? 
Yeah, I finally caught up with you and got to the tomorrow section, and I'm not disappointed. The uh, and for some reason, has there been another? Maybe is I don't know. There, I, this is back issue 143, and it's a Neil Adams tribute. Has it doesn't say it's a resolicitation, but I could have swore we had this conversation uh, in previous episodes. But it's uh, like it says, it's a tribute to Neil Adams. And uh, what really is great is that that cover that's basically uh, the homage to Detective 227, you know, which in itself itself was a, uh, an homage to Detective 31, the um, what they call it, the Gothic. It was like a Gothic castle or um, Scott, help me out here. Um, uh, I, he's I'm drowning. Sorry. No, no, I don't know where you're going. Oh gosh, you'll know it when you see it. But anyway, it's uh, it's anyway that's the cover they picked for this. Uh, particular well, it looks like cover. it's a combination of the Batman cover cover with Tomb of Dracula, mm-hmm. because you know he did the work. He did the first issue of Tomb of Dracula cover, right? And then of course he did all the Batman work. Yeah, but I mean that looks more like Tomb of Dracula art at the bottom. But is that the actual Batman cover? Does it include that? Yeah, that is. It just has different, um, you know, the different logo. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. pretty much the same color. It's just got a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the the 227 issue. Yeah, that 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 one. It has the woman running away from the castle. I want to say that's the issue with the monk. Anyway. Oh, it is Batman. No, that's that is the exact cover to Batman 227. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that's that that's somewhat famous. Yeah, and I have that. I obviously don't have Detective 31, but I would love to have it. Uh, if you go to look up, if you Google Detective 31, you'll see why it's considered to be a an homage to that. Yeah, but, that makes um, sense. Yeah. So anyway, that's I I I, I think there'll be a lot of good art uh, and 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 just a good story here um, or good you know good information mm-hmm. information yeah so um and then right next to it i just pers- purchased the uh the quality companion it was i think it was priced the same as this but this is the the charlton companion and i like i've been reading that quality companion off and on um, every night and uh it's it's i like those companies from you know the golden age to the silver age so uh, those are the two tomorrow's plugs I got. So we got three with the destroyer duck graphite. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. So right. go tomorrow. I, I am done with the comics portion of the big book. I got some other stuff to talk about, but I'm done with the comics portion. Same. Me too. Same. All right. You got anything comics related left in the book, Mike? No, I do not. Okay. So in the books section and i think this is a re-celebrate a re-celebrate a re-solicit <laughs> all right we have eight from abrams comic arts the marvel value stamps visual history hardcover all right so this is the history of all those marvel value stamps that have been cut out of all those incredible hulk number 181s that have wrecked the value of those books and other books because somebody mailed them in somebody at marvel had this idea to uh, collect stamps and have people send them in so you can get a visual history of all these little pieces that have been cut out of a lot of comics from uh, from that era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, uh, in the, uh, in the short. Oh, sorry. 
No, go ahead. I would just, I would just, I don't know where this falls in, in with your uh, section that you're looking at the books, but I'm looking at supplies and every month I try to find a, another nice design short box, short box, you know, with the nice slick uh, art uh, on the box itself. And I'm like, of all the DC events for them to make a box of, Dark Knight's metal. I'm like, I want those kinds of boxes, but I just couldn't stand that event. No. Yeah. So, no luck for me there. Yeah. What about the, there's a supply section and it's before, it's right after comics. That hasn't been that way. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's noteworthy. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, well, I, I guess they must be making orders again because you haven't been able to buy them for years. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Um, I do have some things in toys, right? And I don't know, Shad, you probably hit some of these as well as you were going through. Yeah. Um, but there are a bunch of things from Atlantis Toy and Hobby. You know, these are our monster sightings, uh, at least from me for this uh, for this uh, episode. So I don't know. You want to alternate back and forth, Shad, or do you want do you want to do them all? You want me to do them all? It's all good. Yeah, either way. Uh, all right. Well, okay. So we got a creature of the Black Lagoon. You can tell me what I missed, right? That okay. you saw that I missed. You got, right, got a creature of the Black Lagoon one eighth scale model kit. Mm-hmm. You got a glow in the dark King Kong one thirtieth scale model kit. Uh, again, these are all from Atlantis Toy and Hobby. A uh, mummy glow one eighteenth scale. I don't know if that's a typo on my part or a typo. It's one eighth. Yeah. It's one eighth. Okay. Yeah. Right, so one eighth <laughs> scale. All right. Uh, Phantom of the Opera Glow, one eight scale, and then a Wolfman Glow, one. And I have eighteen down again, so I, that's weird <laughs> that I did that twice. I They're real tiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, did you see any other of those Atlantis Toy and Hobby ones? That no. Nope. Uh, nope? Those were, okay. Those were my monster sightings as well. Okay. Now I do have one more action figure related. It's not so much Universal. It predates the universal monsters. We've got a Nosferatu sighting, the oh, 100th yeah. anniversary. Now, <laughs> this is a one sixth action figure. I, this price cannot be correct. $299 and 50 cents. Yep. Now oh, I am looking at this figure and it does look like it is super high quality. But still, for a was that that would be a six inch figure, I think. Okay, it's one sixth. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a twelve inch figure then, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's a little taller than I expected. It's got a lot of magnetic pieces. Looks like it's got claw stuff, but man, that is pricey. So. <laughs> yeah, you really have to love Nosferatu. Yeah, um, of course. I mean, that's that's gonna be a pretty unique item. And then there's a much less expensive, but still, I think, a little pricey from uh, Super 7, the Nosferatu Ultimates Count Orlock action figure. So I guess Nosferatu's real name is Count Orlock. I was unaware of that. I'm, I feel <laughs> like I, I, it sounds familiar. <laughs> um, Yano, you see anything else Universal or Monster-related in the books? Nope, that was all that I had flagged. And then okay. I had flagged something that I figured you were going to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, I only got one more thing in, in games. Yeah. Okay. 
So, oh, well, if you want to talk about it, since I still no, love the Thunder I, on the Universal Monsters. No, I'm no, I, I flagged it to make sure that you saw it. Oh, okay. It, so I assume we're talking about the limited die RPG deluxe edition yes, and regular <laughs> edition hardcover, right? So now there was a fr- okay. So the comic die from Image twenty issue series, right? Uh, Kieran Gillen uh, loved it for the first nineteen issues, and they didn't stick the landing. Um, but anyway, in the early issues, there was actually a huge PDF that you could download where Kieran Gillen had written RP, an RPG world, basically. Okay. Um, so now, Rowan Rook and, and I have Dakar, it's probably another typo on my part, um, have released, uh, and Deckard, Rowan Rook and Deckard Limited have released two copies, a Die RPG Deluxe Edition and a Die RPG regular edition priced 95 and 60 dollars and it basically is just a hardcover physical copy 408 pages of rules that are basically kind of tie into the die uh comic if they had stuck the landing i would probably be picking this up it would end up just sitting on my shelf along with like my expanse rpg book that i can see right now that i just bought because it was the expanse and never ever intended to play it just wanted to have the book but uh as it is i'm probably gonna you know avoid i'm probably gonna avoid this but other fans of die know that that book is out there so Hmm. all right i'm done you guys Done. done all right well uh, do we dare risk um, what we're looking forward to? And uh, we got any money picks? Mike, what do you think? Well, I I mean, I I didn't see some of the first appearance mentions, but I did mark down the Unstoppable Doom Patrol number one, if that does turn out to be the first appearance of a couple of characters. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Chad, you got anything you want to pick as an investment pick? An investment pick. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my. I've got a trend, and if I'm really right, then I'll be really right, and if I'm really wrong, I'll be really wrong. Is I'm gonna pick no one number one, the first, uh, another number You're one out of the massive. Leaning into the massive verse. Just leaning Lean into in. it, man. Yeah. Right. Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a. Uh, I, I wouldn't even have noticed this if you hadn't have pointed it out, Chad. So I'm I'm gonna lean into it because we know it's already getting the series. Which is yeah. that Indigo Children number one? Absolutely. So I, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna picking that up along with some other things. However, what I think would actually be a better seller six runs from now is actually the Darkwing Duck number one facsimile edition. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty Probably confident right. that'll sell for more in, in six months than what uh, Indigo Children number one will. Yeah, but You're I'm gonna buy right. them both just in case, <laughs> and I gotta pick up that Ridgeline number one because I love that cover. So. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what's something you're looking forward to in this catalog? Uh, normally it's DC, but I, I want to get that the neighbors that we talked about from it's Boom, right? Yeah, Boom. Boom Studios. Right. Chad, anything you're looking forward to? Um, ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I think I might be looking forward to it. I'm not sure. Uh, is that just that by the horns, uh, that trade that's coming from scout as the collectible card, just cause I, I want to see it's weird. It's different. The, the, the kind of digital experience with a physical collector medium to it. So, uh, what they need to do is they need to put a QR code on it. that You can just scan it with your phone. Right. And then boom, it's there. You know? That's right. Yeah. That's what they need to do. So. Well, I'm going to mention, just because I didn't even see it the first time I went through the catalog and just happened to see it as we were flipping through, 
I'm excited now about that Destroyer Duck graphite edition. One, I've not read those stories before. Mm. Um, so that's that's a plus. And two, just to see some unmolested Jack Kirby pencils is going to be um, it's going to be awesome because I, I've got the Silver Star Graphite Edition. I have a well, there was a, a Graphite in a book called Kirby by uh, Mark Evanier, where he has some pencils for a, a, a story he did called <laughs> Street. Oh gosh, what was it called? Anyway, anyway, it's it's just his pencils. I feel like I have a Captain Victory graphite edition of something of his i'm about to track that down and see what the other graphite edition thing that i have but those have been really good i've enjoyed looking at those and even the silver star i was surprised how much i enjoyed actually reading that so i'm definitely looking forward to the the destroyer duck graphite (laughs) edition (laughs) (laughs) all right so hey i guess we got a slight announcement so if for some reason you want to reach out to us, right? You can just email podcast. Okay. Did I do singular or plural? Does anybody remember? Was it singular or plural podcasts? I thought podcasts, it was. Right. I thought it was plural. an S. Yeah. Yes. So podcast P O D C A S T S at bergcomics.com. And that will actually go to all three of us. So if you've got a comment that you'd like for us to uh, tell us about the show, you can just email that email address. We'll see it. And if you say something, you know, even remotely intelligent, we'll be happy to mention you uh, on the uh, <laughs> in the an upcoming episode. The bar is low. That's right. The bar the bar is is very very low. Now, Mike, he got a little uh, you know little review of his uh, first episode of his podcast. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Ah, well, it was it was really cool to see that uh, someone had. Uh, retweeted retweeted or they actually had uh just uh tweeted the um link to that to mike's comic shop roadshow so eric from Longbox review um i've been a listener of his show for quite a while but um it was really cool that he took the he took the time to listen to the podcast and hopefully it uh opened some doors to some other people hearing about campus comics cast about the, the comic shop roadshow um so yeah it's it's going to be a lot of fun i'm i'm actually even going i'm in panama city this week and i'm tomorrow i'm going to interview the owner and operator of a store called arena comics so um, nice yeah we're, we're just we keep on chugging along we have to get we have to get another book read here sh- shortly but uh yeah it, it's been a lot of fun so far Heck yeah. Okay, so uh, Shad, do we know what's coming up next? We don't. It's a mystery. We don't. It is a mystery. So we'll have a surprise. That's right. Episode 151 uh, here in a couple of weeks. But I bet we talk about something comic book related. It'd be comic related for It'll sure. It'll be comic related. All right. So <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll go we'll we'll just go with that, and we'll try to I'll try to uh, get us back on track with knowing what we're going to be talking about you know, in advance and remember to ask about that before we start recording. I know. Yeah. As opposed to, I thought the same you know, thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Mike, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, how else could they do that beside podcasts at bergcomics.com? Well, two ways, uh, my personal email, which is m.atchison90 at gmail.com or Mike Atchison five on Twitter. All right. Shad, what about you? 
Um, you can find me on the interwebs. I'm going to kind of pimp out the, the band. Uh, there was a, a band name change. Uh, we are no longer the Can't Get Rights. Uh, we've decided to go by our names. Uh, so the <laughs> band name being Shad and Thomas. Uh, you can find us, Facebook, all those good things. Or we just go to our website, which is shadandthomas.com. S-H-A-A-D-A-N-D-T-H-O-M-A-S.com. I haven't spelt that out at, at yet. It feels weird. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find all of our upcoming shows, links to social media. And uh, probably pretty soon here we'll have – we have shirts available but I don't have it to where you can buy them uh, online. But if you are interested in buying a shirt, you can message us. Um, we've got guitar picks now, too. I, we're not going to sell them. We're just going to give them away. Uh, they're just for fun. But, uh, yeah, it's been been pretty cool. We're going to be going into the, I guess you call it the studio. Uh, it's really just our, we have home studios, so it's not like it's anything crazy. But we're going to start recording some stuff pretty soon here. Excellent. And I'm Scott Reed. You can find me at bergcomics.com. That's B-U-R-G comics.com with links to social media, eBay store, and all of the other uh, fun stuff. And we will be back soon with another episode. Are you done downloading, Mike? Yeah, I still don't think I have a great signal. Uh, um, You've been pretty consistent lately. Mm. Like the last, like, five minutes? (laughs) Yeah, I haven't tried to talk, so. (laughs) If it gets bad, turn off your video, right? Because then that'll eat up less. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you can even turn off our video for you where you don't see our video. Yeah, I can do that. Do yourself a favor. He's like, I do that already. Yeah, I I don't see you guys as it is. (laughs) Let me just see. Okay, which one do I remove from call? Is that it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even see where I can... uh... We can turn off the other people's video, videos. Other people's okay. video now. Maybe you can't. I don't know. Um, seems like you should be able to, to you know, say turn mine off. I mean, there's really no need for mine to be on. So. BS. Oh, that's Shark or Berserker. <laughs> I don't know why I came out as BS. I, put, I typed in BZ or BRZRKR. I think they just go with the first two letters, maybe. But then it would be. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so all night we'll just stare at BS when we. <laughs> well, that's a lot of people with a name like Brian Smith, Brad. Singleton. <laughs> There's a lot of real BSs out there. Yeah.